0: You're listening to the latest dose of Bipolar Recorder. This podcast may cause dizziness and blurred vision. Enjoy. Hi, you're listening to Bipolar Recorder, a podcast about bipolar disorder. In this podcast, we explore the wild, compelling, and beautiful minds of people who live with this complicated disease. Mania, depression, stability, what does all of it mean, and what does it feel like on a human level? We will explore people's lived experiences with bipolar and other forms of mental illness throughout this podcast series, and perhaps shed some light on these widely misunderstood conditions. My name is Hunter Keegan, and I'll be hosting today's inaugural episode of Bipolar Recorder. I'm a guy who has a condition known as bipolar type 1 with psychotic features. It's a pretty crazy type of illness to have, and I'll be telling you all about it throughout the series. I live right outside of Washington DC, and at the time of this recording, I have what I'd call a pretty happy and stable life. I hold a steady job, I have lots of friends, my partner and I get along great, and I even have a lot of time to work on fun creative projects, including this show. I'm not a doctor or a therapist or anything but i do hold a bachelor of science degree in psychology and have unfortunately a lot of lived experience with mental illness myself on future episodes i will have guests and co-hosts but before we get started with all of that fun stuff i wanted to record a quick episode on my own that explains the basics of bipolar disorder see a lot of people misunderstand bipolar disorder They think it means you laugh one minute, cry the next, and just never act right at all. This is a misconception. Bipolar disorder is most commonly characterized by extended periods of elevated, i.e. manic mood, and depressed mood. Episodes can last days, weeks, or even months, but oftentimes there are periods of stability in between wherein a bipolar person appears no different than a quote-unquote normal person, whatever normal even means. There are a few different types of bipolar disorder, so before we can really get into this podcast in full swing, it's important to understand what they are. Don't worry, I'm not going to give you a long, boring textbook reading of what these subtypes are. This is just a brief overview of the diagnostic criteria for bipolar. Bipolar disorder, also sometimes called manic depression, is a type of mood disorder. Mood disorders are a type of mental illness that cause emotional changes in an individual. Other examples of mood disorder would include major depression or seasonal affective disorder. Bipolar disorder involves a period of depression and a period of mania. According to the DSM-5, the manual that psychologists in the United States use to categorize and diagnose different types of mental health problems, depression is when someone has a low emotional period for at least two weeks at a time. Depression can involve feelings of sadness or emptiness, loss of interest or pleasure in activities that someone typically enjoys. It can also involve things like insomnia, sleeping too little, or hypersomnia, sleeping too much. In severe forms of depression, an individual may also have recurrent thoughts of suicide. Depression can be caused by a variety of factors, including environmental factors such as a stressful job, a death in the family, or a relationship breakup, but it can also have genetic components as well. Sometimes it gets passed down between generations of family members. What sets bipolar disorder apart from quote-unquote regular depression is that it also involves mania. Mania is possibly the most infamous aspect of bipolar disorder. Mania is when someone's mood becomes elevated for at least one week, so much so that it gets out of control. Mania includes symptoms such as decreased need for sleep, Increased need for activity, even dangerous activities like risky sexual encounters, excessive financial spending, or things such as reckless driving. You know, really anything of that nature that might put one at risk. Mania can, on a very basic level, be thought of as the opposite of depression. Individuals experiencing mania are often more talkative, self-confident, and feel as if their thoughts are constantly racing. In very severe forms of mania, psychosis can also occur. Psychosis, which is also commonly associated with schizophrenia, involves hallucinations and delusions, such as seeing or hearing things that aren't really there, or falsely believing that you are being stalked by evil forces. Notice that when we talk about mania and depression, we aren't necessarily talking about happiness or sadness. Everyone feels a little up or down sometimes. We all have rough days or awesome days from time to time. Respectively, mania and depression feature abnormal levels of energy or loss of energy and other atypical factors that last for weeks at a time. The components of mania and depression become so dangerous for bipolar people that they often require strong medication to be kept in check and can even result in hospitalization if someone presents a danger to themselves or others. The presence of mania is what sets bipolar apart from quote-unquote standard depression. Mania is the key element of bipolar disorder. And that's why it's so important to understand what it is. You can be depressed, but not necessarily be bipolar. Another interesting thing to note is that not everyone experiences multiple manic episodes. Some people only have one manic episode in their entire life, but that still categorizes them as bipolar. Now that we've talked a bit about mania and depression, Here's a very, very, very important thing to remember about both of them. The symptoms experienced during these periods have to be severe enough that they negatively impact social or occupational functioning. For example, you may be so depressed that you don't get out of bed for three days, or you stop taking care of basic hygiene, or you isolate yourself from friends and family or as another example, you may be so manic that your behavior results in you losing your job or even being arrested. When you're experiencing social and occupational impairment, that means that your symptoms have reached a clinically significant level and they need to be taken very seriously. But there is one other important mood category to talk about before we continue hypomania. Hypomania is important to talk about because it's a common symptom of bipolar disorder. Basically, it can be thought of as a mild form of mania, a symptom that results in somewhat elevated mood, for example rapid speech or racing thoughts, that lasts for about four consecutive days. It involves a lot of components of mania, such as reduced need for sleep or feelings of grandiosity, but not to the extent that someone's social or occupational functioning is impacted, and it doesn't require the need for hospitalization. There are actually two main types of bipolar disorder. First off, there's bipolar type 1. Bipolar type 1 is the most severe form of bipolar disorder. It involves depression as well as very extreme episodes of mania some that can even result in psychosis, meaning hallucinations or delusions. Then you've got bipolar type two. Bipolar type two is in some ways a less severe form of bipolar disorder because instead of depression and full manic episodes, it involves depression and hypomanic episodes. Remember that like we said earlier, hypomania can be thought of as mild mania and usually doesn't impact social or occupational functioning. Both types of bipolar disorder are very disruptive to a person's well-being and quality of life. Thankfully, bipolar is quite a rare disease. The National Institute of Mental Health estimates that around 2.8% of American adults have some form of bipolar disorder. Bipolar disorder is a chronic condition, meaning that there's currently no cure for it, and the outcomes of the disease are honestly quite grim. Peer-reviewed research articles published by the U.S. National Library of Medicine and the National Institutes of Health estimate that the suicide rate of bipolar people is anywhere from 10 to 30 times higher than that of the general population. It's also estimated that anywhere between 20 to 60 percent of bipolar people attempt suicide in their lifetime, and that around one out of every five bipolar people do ultimately succeed in killing themselves, especially if their disease is left untreated. The disease also tends to have comorbid conditions. Comorbidity. Is when someone suffers from multiple related conditions at the same time. A common one is bipolar disorder and social anxiety disorder. The two sometimes go hand in hand for some people. In my own case, I've suffered from both bipolar type 1 and OCD and substance use disorders, i.e., drug addiction. To use physical health as a point of reference, it could be like having cancer and an associated heart disease. Bipolar disorder is also considered a form of SMI, which stands for serious mental illness. Sometimes in my own words, I like to call it severe mental illness because I think that better conveys the direness of the consequences. But the term serious mental illness is widely accepted by psychologists this means that it's a type of mental illness that very significantly impacts life activities at times it can render an individual to a virtually unfunctional state of living to provide a little extra context other types of smi are schizophrenia which is maybe the most infamous mental disease of all anorexia which by the way has the highest death rate of any mental illness And then, of course, major depression is another example of an SMI. I hope this goes to show the gravity of this bipolar illness. In this show, we seek to cover all of the aspects of bipolar disorder and related conditions. Some of it's scary, some of it's morbidly funny, some of it is just straight up weird. Throughout these episodes, I like to try to keep the tone somewhat light and conversational, but make no mistake, this is a severe and deadly condition. Bipolar people have lost jobs, families, homes, self-worth, and even their own lives because of their disease. Now that you've learned the bipolar basics, we can move into stories, interviews, and educational perspectives on this disease and further explore what it means to live as a bipolar person in a world that's already pretty crazy. My name is Hunter Keegan. This episode was a general overview of bipolar disorder to set the stage for more episodes to come. I hope you learned a little bit, or if you're already familiar with bipolar disorder, it refreshed your memory or maybe even taught you something a little bit more. If you're interested in reading about my own experiences with bipolar disorder to date, and specifically mania, check out my new memoir on Amazon.com titled, My Brain is Trying to Kill Me. You can also follow me on Twitter at hhkegan and visit my personal website hhkeegan.com, to view more of my work, including music, art, and other projects. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope that you'll enjoy the episodes to come. Bipolar Recorder is a listener-supported show. To help keep the show running, consider checking out our Patreon page or visiting BipolarRecorder.com to support via Patreon. Unless otherwise stated, the hosts and guests on Bipolar Recorder are not licensed mental health professionals. Bipolar Recorder is not a substitute for therapy or professional medical intervention. If you are having a mental health crisis, please contact your local emergency services.